0: Hey, everybody, and thanks again for joining us for an episode of Blacktop Banter. These episodes and how they are brought to you could not be done without the assistance of our sponsors. So please take your time and listen to the sponsors here at the beginning of the show and to our secondary sponsors after the show. They are all great companies within our industry that are looking to help us out in any way they can. episode of Blacktop Banter is brought to you by KM International. KM International has been manufacturing the highest quality asphalt maintenance equipment for over 30 years. They started out as a two man operation working in a pole barn. Now they got 40 employees working out of a 36,000 square foot manufacturing facility. It all started from their propane fired skid mounted hot box. And now they got over 40 different product offerings for contractors like you, like myself, whether it's private or municipal, whatever. Also, this commitment to our industry is one of the reasons that km has been used now in over 44 countries and every single state in the united states of america when it comes to km i immediately think of their infrared machines but a lot of people also use their hot boxes i would love to get my hands on one of these soon i have seen them all over the country being used by contractors and municipalities and some of these machines You know, they've been around for a while when you see them. And I gotta believe that that's probably because they increase profitability so people keep them going. They're built really, really well. I was lucky enough to see a demo of one recently uh, at World of Asphalt. So they're built really, really well. Therefore, if they last a while and you're able to use them, you're gonna get some cost savings and you're gonna increase profitability, especially if you're using the infrared machines because you're not gonna be cutting out and using material. If you want to check out more about KM International, they're on social media. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They also have a YouTube channel. If you want to get more information you want to call, you can call 800-492-1757. You can also email them as well if you'd like. Sales at KMInternational.com. One of the best ways, I think, is just to go to the website, KMInternational.com. You'll be able to check out the full lineup and get started right there with Checking out all the equipment out and reaching out to somebody if you want to check one out, demo one out, and get interested. We've had our 800 network phone number on the side of our trucks and our vehicles and everywhere else here at Wiscote and Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance for a while now. And we're really glad to have them as a sponsor for the podcast for the next unforeseeable future, hopefully. But uh, some of the advantages that I want to talk about real quick about having an 800 network number is that A, or one, we'll start with numbers. One, you get more work. Uh, Two, it's really easy to cover the cost of the number for a year. One small job would cover that. So, you know, the rest of the calls and everything that comes in is strictly advantageously profit. The other thing is that you get exclusive discounts from top industry leaders. That's a big group network. They give you a group discount. We've used that discount um, by for one of our sealer manufacturers and suppliers. The other thing is that they do reach out and get you national account work as well. So some of those big box stores and things you've been trying to get into. One of the other things is that the the number is really easy to remember. Whichever you put on there, it helps with your branding and the calls go directly to you, so if somebody does call that number, it goes straight to you. And you know, it's not so easy to get an advantage over your competition um, from you know here and there, maybe a little bit. But when you talk about branding, having a branding power over your competition who has a number that's hard to remember, and you go by and it just says one eight hundred asphalt or one eight hundred seal coating or one eight hundred blacktop. That's gonna be pretty easy to remember. If you're in parades or you're out working on a job and your truck is parked there all day, your vehicles are parked there all day, that is going to get branded into people's minds over time. The other thing is when you join 800 Pavement Network, you're joining over 300 pavement contractors who've generated over $2 billion in combined total sales. So, if you're interested, if you're curious, it's really easy. To reach out and they will get back to you there at the 800 Payment Network. You can call 1 800 Payment, that'll get you there. You can go to the website, 1 800 Payment.com, that'll also get you there. And 800 Payment Network is very active on social media. So you can find them on almost all social media outlets. Go ahead and type that in 800 Network, 800 Payment Network, and you'll find them. So I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about 28 Circles before and Jason share over there at 28 Circles. uh, Their marketing and SEO service that they provide has probably quadrupled our workload here in Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance and has added to our workload here at Wiscote, which has allowed us to expand, to grow, to hire new people. Um, I can Honestly truthfully point directly to hiring Jason and the team at 28 circles to take care of our SEO our website And some of our marketing there with Google and everything else to generate our leads and to help build our brand It has literally Helped us immensely, you know you, it's rare that you get a marketing company that is strictly for asphalt and seal coating companies but that's what 28 circles is Jason will call you, he'll email you, he'll text you, you deal with him directly to set up everything and how to reach your goals and develop a brand on Google and more. What he offers is a done-for-you, that's in air quotes, um, websites and marketing so that you don't have to worry about it, man. You want to be out there working, you know, putting asphalt down, seal coating, doing all that stuff and not worrying about... You know, whether you have a great presence here or a great presence there, they take care of it for you. Right now at 28 Circles, they have two offerings. One is the welcome mat, it's $149 a month. Think about that. Let's just say you times that by 12. One job pays for that, right? If you times it by 10, one decent job pays for that. Whether you're seal coating, if you're paving, it definitely covers it. That's it. And you don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. The second one is the growth plan. So let's say you've already reached a certain point and you want to improve and grow and do more. The growth plan is $449 a month and it includes everything in the welcome map package plus everything that would help you grow and even grow and grow and even grow. You know, that's the idea of the increase of the growth plan over the welcome map plan. If you call Jason, at 720-476-2260 and mention myself, Marvin, or Blacktop Banter, or anything like that, he will waive the $199 setup fee. It's gone, you don't have to worry about that thing. The other thing is there is a link below in this description of this episode. Scroll down there, you'll see it at the bottom, it'll say 28 circles link. Click that and that'll get you that $199 off the setup fee as well. And if you want to just check stuff out before you call or click the link or do whatever, go to 28circles.net and you'll find it there. I cannot recommend this to you guys enough. We are in a digital age. If you're trying to do it yourself, you're probably missing out and you're stretching yourself too thin. It's okay for the start, but hire a professional, somebody who does this all the time. And 28 Circles is strictly designed for our industry. I cannot preach that enough to you guys. I hope you call them, I hope you hire them, and I hope you get more and more and more success off of making a right choice like this one here. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Top Banter. This is episode 75, and uh, today I have a guest who's, you know, him and I have talked quite a bit. We've become friends somewhat, and we've crossed paths now a couple times. I'm hoping we get to cross paths more in the future. Um, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, and then, you know, talk about maybe how we met a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Marvin. First and foremost,
1: um, it's fun being here, and something that obviously we've been chatting about for a while, as you said. Name's James Rowe, 23-year-old professional racing driver from Ireland, currently competing in indy lights in north america and in uh gt3 which is european sports car series in the lamborghini uh, hurricane i'm um, sponsored by uh the great organization that is topcon
0: yeah and that's kind of how we met
1: right yeah yeah it is it's it's a world of asphalt earlier this year in march in nashville we met there when we had the Formula regional car on display in in the in the top gun booth and um, met you and your son who's an awesome guy and we uh, started chatting about everything from pavement to motorsport and your interests and uh, yeah I think what really struck us about you was how uh, you and your boy went off go karting later that day and did the video and put it on social <laughs> and, uh, he was uh, all energy so once once we see that type of energy uh, it's hard not to to make something of it.
0: Yeah. And one thing you realize is, you know, him and I being there, you get a family vibe. And when you're with TopCon, it's a complete family vibe. Like, like everybody is, every time I've been around those guys in that company, it's been fantastic in that, in that regard, you know, uh, one thing you and Elijah have a lot in common because you guys are all go speed. Like, dude, this is what we like. This is what we like to talk about, see, and be interested in. Talk to us a little bit about, um, how you got into racing like how how were you always inclined to be like i want to go fast and i want to go fast like right, right now or like was it always or did you slowly climb into this
1: no it's it's i guess it's a mix between the two um always had an interest in motorsport uh, and cars and speed and the family business in ireland's a motor repair shop so since i could walk i've been around it my family's always been involved in the motor industry um my uncle Michael Rowe had a professional career. He did, you know, Le Mans and IMSA and Daytona, really? and sports cars and IndyCar, and uh, won the CanAm Championship here in America in '84, and won a lot of big races throughout the globe. So his career naturally sparked an interest too. Um, but growing up, I was, you know, let's just say the, the normal kid in the sense of played football, played soccer, played golf like as kids do when they're grown up you try everything right, um, right. but always had that interest and, and bug in me uh, and relate to cars and speed started I used to go to the family shop and be sitting in cars and pretend to drive and I'm like four years of age and then <laughs> I think I was like seven years of age and I started driving or learned how to drive and we used to always have what we call field cars back home We have some fields around our house and any car that was banged up in the, in the family shop that wasn't working fixing dad would bring home and my help my brother would get to trash around the fields that's where we learned to drive um so yeah eight years of age learned there and as i said i always had the interest i wanted to go racing you know we had dirt bikes and go-karts and every summer vacation we would be on you'd have to find a local go-kart track but the reality is the sport is like no other where you know it takes a major amount of funding and and Essentially, assets to get involved. you know, it's not like baseball. We buy our our, our baseball bat and and some gear, and away we go. Or buy our boots, and we go. You know, you're talking cars, haulers, fuel, tires, engines, mechanics, engineers. There's take a lot. There's a lot. So basically, the deal was: my dad and uncle turned around and said, "All right, you save up the money to purchase a car. We have the resources to run it out of the family repair shop, and your uncle has the knowledge to engineer and coach you and with the mechanics here in the shop. So that's the deal. So basically it took me to the last 14 years of age to get the money together to purchase my first race car, um, it was a car called a Geneta junior. It was 5,000 Euro, which is about given on the day, about seven and a half thousand dollars. But right now they're pretty equal. Cool. Um, anyway, so we, uh, I got that together and that was just from working every summer job after school, you know, doing whatever, man, wherever crazy. I could earn money, I'd be there. So did all that bought the car we went out to our local racetrack in ireland um only two miles from my house the only one in ireland called mandela oh really yeah uh, first race we're on the podium said hey we better take this a little more serious and (laughs) i just started i was now 15 years of age 14 or 15 and um you know, I'd missed the boat essentially on the go-kart career that 90% of your IndyCar Formula One or even top tier sports car drivers do. They all come from right. go-karting ranks and in some cases are carding globally at 8, 9, 10 years of age. Yeah. So I was quite old and uh, in the sense of when I started, but my racing years, I was very, very young. So we did two years in Ireland and Jenna Juniors had wins and lap records in it and then went to the UK and then formula ford 1600 which is the first step of open wheel racing in the uk um and yeah enjoyed wins and lap records and it learned a huge amount there then always just had this vision and dream and goal i wanted to come to the states uh and race over here but i'd never been to the country even on vacation i had never stepped foot inside okay. country. um but looking at the ladder system that was over here the opportunity you know the irish american aspect um my family lived over here in the mid 80s when my uncle was racing over here in Canam, um they all enjoyed it and had a lot of success over here so the bug was there and uh, yeah I just kept digging I had to finish school was, was the deal so I finished high school and passed all of it and um I had the opportunity to go to college in Ireland like all my friends were doing or um pack up ship and move to the states so I moved over here when I was 18 years of age um I'll never forget that arriving over three bags and the size of this country and had an opportunity to race over here um in F 2000 But first and foremost, there was a shootout that took place between me and a number of drivers for that seat with the oh, team. Okay. So arrived over, um, did the shootout. Thankfully, won the shootout, got the opportunity from the team, went to the F two thousand here in the States in 2018, um, had wins and lap records in it. And then it was that winter when I was very fortunate to meet uh, with Topcon and, and, and Ray O'Connor and, and um, get introduced to that world. And um, I also then turned professional that year and because we did Formula 3 here in North America and I got a scholarship from um, Ligier and Honda to compete in it. And uh, now I guess the rest is history. We are where we are now. The Top Gun partnership has grown year in year out, but only for them we wouldn't progress at the rate that we did. So we went from Formula 3 Indie Pro, the 2000 last year on the road to Indy and enjoyed um, uh, success in it and now here we are in Indie Light. so it's been a super quick journey really really quick and not just saying it because I'm on the podcast but the reality is I wouldn't be where I am today without Topcon and and, and everything we do there you know it, it's just been one of those whirlwind journeys and I guess, you know, you could call it the perfect storm in a sense when we met Moodle, right, it was just being launched and it's very relevant to, to my industry and, and what we do. And
0: yeah, here we are. Here we it's are. Hell of a journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, to be honest with you, you got your start dirt racing, right? Yeah, which I guess. In, a, in an unco- in an in a unconventional manner. Yeah, in an unconventional manner, you were dirt racing, which is a phenomenon here, you know, as well in, in the States. People love it. When When I think about, that you know your journey where you where you just mentioned hey i started here and in where are we eight years uh 23 Year seven years now yeah oh, 11 years yeah so, oh, so 2015 race in, in ireland and i would swing 22 so yeah so i mean y- yeah. you think about that i i have to imagine you know where you're like man we're in a whirlwind a lot of that is based on you performing right mm-hmm. so consistently you've changed cars and different types and everything else all the way through. But consistently, James, you've been, you know, performing enough where they're like, okay, we're investing. All right. We're going to build, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to shoot it. What was it like the first time you got behind the wheel of the Lamborghini? Was it, was it, did it feel because you had been in the lights, did it feel big and clunky? Yeah, it felt heavy. It just felt
1: like, honestly, I was driving a semi or something. Um, But yeah, no, it, it, it was very different. I got behind the wheel of that in November last year, at the track called Cremona in Northern Italy, and it was wet actually. Um, the day, uh, the day we, we went out there and, uh, yeah, it was cold wet day in Italy, winter's day, November, dark, dreary. And they had a driver there to, again, to baseline me, um, their main driver who drove for them last year, Italian guy called Alberto Di Folco. And, uh, yeah, jumped in. And honestly, I'll be, I'll be dead straight with you. When the level of racing here in the States is so high, and especially on the road to Indy with Indy Pro to and Indy Lights, and yep. to, to be up the front in either of those championships, you're on the limit. It guns to your head every day on every lap. And yeah. if, if you've a half an off day or you're driving a little bit reserved, you're 10th, 11th, yeah. 12th. That's, yeah. that's where you are. So, yep. our style over here is it's, a, it's attack mode. Every lap is on the limit. So, getting into a car like that, um yes it was powerful it was wet um so that added an element but now you're dealing with traction control which the single seaters don't have an abs so getting used it was honestly the biggest thing how do i maximize the abs to my advantage um and yeah it was just it was awesome it was good but as i said once you once you master the single seaters over here and the style that's required to drive them sometimes it's a little more relaxing in the in the in the gt world
0: well, let's think. Let's take it back then a little bit to the Indy Lights because they're what that what I hear is seven hundred pounds or four hundred fifty pounds, something like yeah, that. Seven, so yeah. yeah, seven. So we go from that to this. I want to talk about you know. And you kind of touched on it was raining there in Italy. Um, talk about pavement conditions, mm-hmm. like what whether it's like you know whether it's wet or raining, and you're in an Indy Light car. Or whether it's extremely hot, or whether it's, you know, um, concrete or asphalt or whatever. let's talk about a few of those and the different the different driving styles you have to have compared to different pavement conditions. Yeah, I mean, I guess
1: there's a few questions in in that question essentially. So yeah, obviously the pavements the variable. and depending on the pavement and the way in which it was paved or the surface that you're dealing with, depends on how those elements affect it so the rain the heat you know um let's say torrential rain storms it all affects in different manners so um the reality is is that the smoother the surface and the more consistent the surface is throughout the less those variables affect it because we're dealing with a consistent manner throughout the lap it's when tracks are uneven bumpy paved maybe with different material thrived or some tracks have a concrete here and asphalt there and so on and so forth. that mm-hmm. that's when those elements really become as we use the word sketchy or or, yeah. or you know risky because you're you're driving on different surfaces try to lap on the limit at over you know 150 200 miles an hour and um, and it's the unknown factor that always creates the accidents or the elements of surprise and um, nine times out of ten if a guy has an instant you say what happens oh man that caught me out or that that caught me out and now all of a sudden, it's a ripple effect. The driver's safety is uh, on the line. The car is now damaged. There's like, big repair bills. The guy's not on track. The fans are now not seeing their guy on track. So it ripples throughout the the the, the board. Um, so for us as drivers and as competitive people, we want a consistent surface throughout. So, for instance, there's many tracks across the globe now where the surface and there's parameters being set for the surface. There has to be a tolerance that you have to work within. So any of the modern tracks have been done like uh, Singapore Grand Prix track, Miami Grand Prix track, Silverstone, Zandvoort, even Spring Mountain here in the States, they've all been designed and built to a certain parameter. There's a tolerance level, but there's only a certain amount of people or equipment that can work within those parameters. And as you know, with Topcon, the whole, the reason why, we speak the same language I joke is because we talk millimeters and it's millimeter accuracy. And that's my world and that's Topcon's world. So the fact that you have an organization like Topcon who can go out and pave a racetrack to millimeter accuracy throughout, and there's no questions whatsoever over it that gives the motorsport industry industry, huge sigh of relief from the driver's aspect and the safety. And we're pushing the limits at those speeds. We know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with millimeter precision. Then to the team and the engineering aspect, they now know what they can operate the car within. Obviously, we're always trying to maximize it. It's extremely competitive stuff we're doing. So you have engineers and data systems where they're figuring out tolerance how low can we run the car? How much camber can we run? What springs can we run in the car? So that, again, the smoother the surface and the more consistent, and it is that box that we are now working in becomes you know, more and more inclined to lead to further performance. Whereas when you have variables, you're kind of limited in what you can do because there's no consistent manner. And then further to that, the event owners, promoters, and, and track owners, when they are dealing with a consistent surface, they're not worried about tracks being flooded or events being postponed due to standing water. Right. Or uh, you know, are they worried about that bump going into turn twelve for
0: yeah
1: an Indy car, and Indy the lights car is going to take off and end up in the stand at 150 yeah. an hour? So on every aspect it's an added bonus and truthfully and it's where the industry is going. And it's as, as health and safety becomes more and more of a focus and drivers respect our lives a lot more um, and teams are now a lot more focused on, on safety. It, it's became, as I said, that industry
0: standard. Well, you know, when we think about when we were in Nashville together here a month ago and you were racing that track, it, mm-hmm. it, it would rain for an hour then didn't rain for an hour and then rain for an hour and didn't rain for an hour. And then it was lightning. We had to go back and forth. One thing I noticed is when it was wet and there were, and we went, you guys went across the Cumberland, did the turnaround and came back. Mm-hmm. There was, there was sidewalk or crosswalks there, stop bars there, everything. And you could see the back end of the car, you know, yeah. turn, you know, it, it, the, the tires lost it on that paint. It's mm-hmm. good. And you'd get a little bit and you'd notice guys that were side by side and one was maybe off the stop bar that you it was tight in there with mm-hmm. the rain off and on um when we when we talk about the surface though um you had a very unique experience with silverstone yeah right so um you were able to race that track before it was repaved and then you were one of the first ones to race it after it was repaved right. yeah you know, right yeah. So Can you tell us about that experience in the difference, and then, um, you know, Topcon was involved in that, mm-hmm. at repave. Can you tell That's us correct. about that experience? Yeah, so it was, uh,
1: my year's maybe a little a bit off, but I think it was 2017 when I raced there. It was in November at an event called the Walter Hayes Trophy. A really big event for Formula Ford 1600, over 150 entries every year. You're into wow. and semifinals and finals and so on and so forth. So it's November in the UK, um it's it dark early and it rains a lot there's the two, yeah. two things you can be sure of going to the uk in november um so you're dealing with an event that had a really tight schedule due to the entries we were there racing always fine um the track was was okay nothing nothing special the layout was fine you could see it age a little bit right but long story short just before the semi-final it absolutely poured down rain heaven's oh. open and um the track was flooded, you know, there was standing order absolutely everywhere throughout it. So now the event was postponed, um, put on hold, delayed. So you would all these guys that flew in from the world, 150 drivers, never mind the teams and the equipment that goes yeah back, hanging around, not knowing what's going on. But we're all just delayed due to standing order because the the fact that we couldn't go on track um from a health and safety standpoint uh now we're battling against daylight because it gets dark like three thirty or 4 o'clock in the uk at that time of the year so long story short the event was delayed postponed fans were leaving it was put onto the next day on the sunday now the event is backlogged the promoters are under extreme amount of pressure drivers and teams let's say are agitated you know we're in our weekend we're in our zone we don't want to be dealing with this we want to keep going right so the water cleared off the next day and the event went on Then after that, as I said, there was money lost. Drivers and teams weren't so happy. Uh, There was a risk factor to it and so on and so forth. So the track got repaved um, not so long after that. And MotoGP was next up. So they came over the world equivalent of Formula One. And um, they basically went out and the guys came in and said, we can't drive this track. It's too bumpy. I don't know what sort of pavement was done on it, but this ain't right. So basically there was a big issue now. Not only was the old surface not safe and costing the circuit money and the drivers safety on the line, now the MotoGP guys came on their motorbikes and said, this is undrivable. Guys were like refusing to go out on the track and it had just been repaved. Millions of dollars spent on it. So long and to short, uh, Topcon came along with Smooth Ride and they were brought in to scan the racetrack and, and see uh, what they could do about it. And obviously with the tolerances that Topcon works within, they came up with a very straightforward and easy solution to get the track right. And the beauty of Smooth Ride being that how fast it can scan a racetrack. You know, they could scan Silverstone in 20 minutes to, you know, 40 minutes, maybe you have two or three passings of it, scanning thousands of points. Now all of a sudden they have their model. And the way in which Smooth Ride works, I'm not sure if you know, is it creates the minimal amount of tolerance that's required to make that given surface smooth again. So obviously it books the trend of going and let's say, taking an inch or two inches off across the track the whole way around. As you can imagine, we're talking about maybe a three or four mile track total. Oh, yeah. Not only is it the time of the circuit being shut down to scan it to get that, then the, the guys coming in to the plane it and take um, oh, yeah. all the material away to get that material away from the track. Now you're ordering hundreds of tons of, of material to come in and and, and re... Um,
0: yeah, the trucking, the, the construction, everything.
1: Everything that goes with it to, to get the surface smooth. So they came in, scanned it, probably in half an afternoon, if even you could even do it over lunchtime, came up with their points, their 3D scan said, okay, this is the minimal amount of tolerance that's needed to make this place smooth. Here's your, your model. They then partnered with a company called Tarmac who are out of the UK and Tarmac came in, repaved it based off smooth ride technology and Topcon's uh, numbers and parameters. And the track was repaved. Um, Everyone was happy, walked away. Formula one then came and nothing was said about it. It was awesome. Lap records were set like two or three seconds faster than the previous layout. Yeah. And then we came along and raced again that following year. And um, it was a one off. But again, too, we were two or three seconds a lap faster. And nothing has been said since because they got the drainage right. They got the flow offs right. The surface is now smooth. And everything has ran smoothly throughout. In fact, only last year, Silverstone had their biggest. Attendance for the British Grand Prix wow. in many many years, so there was a whole ripple effect of that. Then was in our industry, where it travels very very fast. Yeah, and,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. in our industry that. too, it does in our industry too. Yeah,
1: Do you realize how fast Sun is now. This track's awesome. You know, teams are raving about it, engineers are raving about it, drivers are raving about it, promoters are biting that yeah, they're biting the track. They wanted. Yeah, they knew this place is now consistent. And then it just transpired to where Smooth Ride has now been involved in, as I said, Singapore Grand Prix track, Yaz Marina in Abu Dhabi. Um, the, the new section that was paved of it, actually, where uh, Max Verstappen made his move for the, the last uh, lap gasp for the championship last year uh, into mm-hmm. that side here from the left that was paved by Smooth Ride, uh, Spring Mountain here in the USA, Miami Grand Prix track, Zandvoort, the list goes on. And that basically was in 20 um 17 slash 18 window and here we are now in 2022 and it's the industry standard and it's just purely down to millimeter accuracy and it's a results based business on our front and on the pavement side. Yeah
0: on the asphalt side. It yeah. the the crazy thing is to think that it they did it so simply and it wasn't a huge undertaking and it wasn't A pain in the neck like it was just literally hey we'll go in there check out where we can make this thing better come in and do it just like this they did it it was over with everybody's happy like there's no complaints there's no anything about it well i
1: I think honestly and again i you know some listeners may think it's a one-sided or a biased opinion but what i noticed at topcon whether it's on the motorsport side of what we're doing and our events with clients and guests or whether it's business introductions and stuff we're working on or whether it's truthfully with the client is this all really matters to them you know the whole way up through the organization from CEO level right the way down to the receptionist at, at the door on the way in yeah. there's, there's a certain amount of passion in the organization where things have to be done right and successful projects mean a lot to the organization and success on my side means a lot to the organization and successful projects like Silverstone means a lot to the organization so when you have a group of individual or a team of four thousand people across the globe that what they're doing really means something to them you know that's when you see these kind of results because there's pride in what in what we do and there's passion in what we do and I think in this day and age it's very very unique where you see that in such a corporation that there's there's pride in their projects, you know, it's yeah, not just yeah. oh, this is another project we're going to go and repave. This is what we do. Yeah, that's what we're known for. Yeah, there, there, there's a certain amount of passion and pride that comes from that successful project, you know, and that's spoken about across the, the globe. And um, I think that's probably the the limiting factor, and that's what what continues to push the organization to ser- search for new products, new boundaries, looking for limitations, seeing what people need out there, and and then coming up with solutions. You know, it, it's it's uh, a results-based business as they keep saying.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, one thing that we noticed just us being a guest of TopCon this last time is how fluid everything is. Like all mm-hmm. the, all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. Like I'm normally in, in a situation where I have to keep checking. Right. And make sure, Hey, um, is this time going to be right? Is this going to be here? Is this going to be set? And uh, our main guy Cedric was like, yeah, it's all taken care of. <laughs> and literally everything was fluid, smooth. Everything went great. To be honest with you, the worst pain we had was the rain. And <laughs> you know, once in a while you of get... Course there's nothing we can do about that. No, you know, TopCon top 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 does top. that. Boy, <laughs> they're going to be really, they're going to be really, really high standards if they can do something about that. So um, let's real quick talk about where people can find you online, James. I want to make sure that we don't forget that. Um, you know, on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, like all that stuff, right? Yeah. So you'll find me on, on, um,
1: Instagram at James row nine. Um, and then also at James row on Facebook and and Twitter and then James row on LinkedIn. You can get me too. So across the board and all social channels, I'm I'm there. Roe is spelled O-R-O-E. That's often a, a misconception. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, I don't yeah. really understand. It bothers me a little bit. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's O-R-O-E. That's, um, and uh, yeah, you'll find us there on my website, jamesroejr.com. Uh,
0: real quick, a real simple piece of advice for chasing goals. Because obviously you knew when you started racing that, hey, I didn't have a career like all these other guys did. But you're running with these world-class drivers right now. What's a good piece of advice do you think for somebody who's first off like trying to do something like you said, it's like, you know, you don't, you go to college or yeah. I did this. What do you think would be a good piece of advice for people?
1: I think first and foremost, doing what you love or where your, your passion is, because then it's not classified as work or, or, uh, you know, a, a big True. grind every day. You know, when you wake up, if you're doing what you love or what you believe in, or it's your passion, it's not work so for me i work seven days a week on my career and 10 or 12 hour days but i think just the bottom line is you work for what you get period no matter what you're doing whether it's my industry whether it's on the top con side of things with product development or sales or client entertainment or whatever it is or whatever anyone's role is if it's in the business world and you're you're a banker or whatever that is or i don't know or you're uh Podcast a podcast host or a podcast host whatever it is literally <laughs> you you run a sweet shop you work for what you get right and and yeah. you put in the work you get results that's 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 basically it and uh, I always find hard work overcomes all you know talent will get you so far but hard work is what makes the, the the difference
0: yeah and as much as you and I wanted to hang out at Nashville I knew when you were down to business like it was time like you know, come out, shake hands, say, Hey, it's good to see you. But like, we got some stuff to do here. And, uh, man, like this, it means business. Like we're putting in the work right now. We're going to get one shot at this. We yeah. Sure we put our best foot forward. Yeah. No,
1: that's, that's, uh,
0: I, and how- Hey, I didn't feel like you gave me the cold shoulder. I was just like, this is what I like to see. Like, I <laughs> like, like we want us people to be determined, man. We we're, do- were in Nashville to do a job and that's, that's uh, right. that's how we, uh,
1: that's how we operate, you know, and I, I think it's the same with with any any big leaders or or you know yeah. organizations. You get to a certain level, and it's time to get down to business. You know, we're here to yeah. we're here to get the job done. So, um, that's you caught me in the moment there, but then an hour or two after the race, I was uh, we had,
0: I was had a good time. We got yeah. to and have a good time. Do you find it hard to flip that switch? Um or or as soon as you put your helmet on and sit in that seat are you James Rowe? I'm going for No, I think there's there's this is what I'm
1: trying to master. It's very very hard to master. You you have two or three personalities. You have James Rowe that hangs out with his friends mm-hmm. and his family at home and and you know, grabs a beer at my buddies or whatever and then you yep. have James Rowe the racing driver who's once he puts his helmet down, he's killer
0: or be killed and, and, right. you, gotta, you're and you got it your And you got James them. Rowe that shakes hands with Marvin and as yeah, man, and then you got James, the, go, the, go, the go, if you want to you call, go, call go, it hospitality the hospitality, the or or yeah, you know the businessman. I like the businessman term a lot better. Um, well, that's really what it is. It's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you're, you're good know, at it. it. You're good at it. That's what. So
1: really yeah, it, it's trying to balance everything, and and sometimes it can be difficult. But again, as I keep boiling back to when you're doing what you love and you love what you do, it's it's not necessarily that hard, you know. And when you're surrounded by good people that's the other thing i would add is just once you're around great people everything becomes a lot um a lot smoother
0: so for me well you're welcome i wish i could be at every waste, but (laughs) i'll be able to real quick before i let you go i want to do something fun we're going to do a pod deck i'm going to shuffle these up real quick and i'm going to ask you a question out of here so most of the time i go ahead and take the first question but sometimes if i don't like it i'll I'll draw another one but i Mm -hmm. just cut the deck in half Mm -hmm. see all right here we go if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, damn. Um, that's say...
1: tricky because I got way to meet in season and off season. <laughs> I don't. So it depends on what season. I'm using. Off season. Oh, um, I would have to go with one food, one food, one food. Uh, Something from home? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, no, I'm going to keep simple
0: pizza. 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 Joe's. Yeah. Joe's pizza in New York. It's a good spot. Do you like the Like, you know, uh, sometimes I'll have combat guys on and they have to make weight. And then like right after the fight, they want this sitting right. Oh yeah. There. Yeah. That's Is that point. what it's like? Is that what Joe's. Right. Like Double doing?
1: cheeseburger.
0: Double cheeseburger. Yeah. Gotcha. That's American, man. That's I know. I'm, I'm, enjoyed, here. I I'm,
1: I'm, I'm here too long. I go back home now and people think I'm not Irish anymore. Really
0: <laughs> well, when you're here, we still think you're Irish because we can't deny it. So um, my friend, thank you very much for joining me for this. I appreciate you doing this mid season. I know you have a crazy schedule from somebody who has a crazy schedule to somebody else. I really, really appreciate it and making oh. it work. Um, hopefully we get to get together soon again. I would really appreciate that. And, uh, it's always a blast. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you and we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. Awesome. My man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No worries for myself and for my friend, James Rowe. Um, this is Blacktop Banner. This has been episode 75 and here at Blacktop Banter and at TopCon, we speak asphalt. Thanks. Liberty Supply has been the supplier for us when it comes to supplies as far as spray tips, street brooms, um, handles, uh, pour pots, flagging tape, uh, everything that we would need. We bought a melter from them, a crack melter from them. When you call Liberty Supply, you get Sam. Sam is the owner. Sam and his brother Mike both own the company. How often can you do that? Can you call and get the owner directly as soon as you call the number? And if you go to their website, libertysupply.biz, you'll see the full array of things they got. We've purchased our chalk lines from them, our chalk. We've had to grab some number stencils and things from them from time to time. So they have a pretty good supply of everything that you would want as far as supplies and tools and things of that nature. Our spray tips we purchase from Liberty Supply. So all the spray tips for spraying our sealer, we purchase from Liberty Supply i mentioned the website, libertysupply.biz, but you can also call 800-397-9907 and you'll get Sam. They also are on Facebook and Instagram. I recommend going and checking them out on there as well. And if you call Liberty Supply, tell them Marvin sent you, Sam will say, oh, cool. I know that guy. Uh, I golf with Sam from time to time and I will say I beat him by a stroke last time we were out. So you can rub that in a little bit too. But... Honestly, truthfully, when it comes to Liberty Supply, we're thankful to have them. They're a valuable resource for us here at Wiscote and Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance. Super great guys. Super nice guys. They want to help. If you run into any issues, Sam will make it right. I can promise you that. What more can you ask for from a supply company, an asphalt tool and equipment supply company? If you guys have been listening to the show for any amount of time or you follow me on any social media you'll know that i have been using stencil plus to get all of our stencils for our striping stuff for quite a while now one thing about stencil plus is they have all the stencils that you could want they have all the different various thicknesses of these stencils as well they can create any custom stencil and more than likely if you get a hold of them and ask them to create a custom stencil of your company logo they will do it for free. They have been doing that for a while now. But beyond that, they can create multi-piece stencils, custom stencils. Uh, They have all the stencils you could want for any of the retail chain stores. So if you're doing a big box store or something like that, they have that as well. It's really easy to find them. They're at stencilplus.com. They're on social media everywhere. Jeff and the team does a great job with their social media and being in the groups and being active on Facebook and Instagram and things like that as well. It is free shipping on all orders within the United States. That's right, free shipping on all the stencils ordered within the US. So pop over to stencilplus.com, you can use code BB10 to get 10% off of your order at Stencil Plus, BB10, as in blacktop banter, BB10. You get 10% off your order, so if you call in and say Blacktop Banner referred you, or you say BB10, or say Marvin said, I can get 10% off, they'll honor that as well. You add that in the code spot at stencilplus.com if you want as well, you'll get 10% off. The number to call if you're going to call versus go to stencilplus.com is 877-372-6055.